Good morning. I begin by thanking the Tamatara sponsors for the month of Teves, Yoel and Sarah Kelman, in honor of the birth of the daughter, Oriya Tahel, and in the hope that all couples praying for children will soon have their tefillahs answered. Amen. We also thank Stephen Terry Zinn in honor of their grandchildren, Aiden, Svi, and Aftali Moshe. You should have a lot of nachas from them and from all of your children, from all of your grandchildren. And Moshe and Anne Ellen Gavant in honor of Rabbis Richter and Kovacs. Oh, for doing a wonderful job delivering the Daf Yomi. Shur and Wilder Rabbis in Israel. Thank you so much. Bennett? Yeah. And Bennett Goldberg. Thank you, Bennett Goldberg, in commemoration of the yardside of his father, Leonard Goldberg, Avram Leib, Ben Asher Pinchas, as well as Brian Gold. Thank you, Brian Gold, Brian Karen Gold, for a full shleim for Shira Chana, Bas Chaya Asno, which should be zeichet to a full shleim and hair of Yemen. Okay. Today's daf is daf Chaf Hey. We are going to be picking up two lines from the bottom. For those who were here yesterday, we did run out of time at the end of the uh, this year. I recorded the last piece of the Gemara, so if you didn't hear it yet, it's, uh, it is recorded. It was posted on the WhatsApp group as well. I believe it's on uh, the website. So um, you can catch up with that. Hopefully you did it by now. So three lines from the bottom. Omar Rav Yehuda Amarav. Yehuda Amarav says, Every single day, a basko goes out, and it says, a heavenly voice comes out, and it says, The entire world is supported because of the, of the, of the zechusim, of the merits, of the mitzvos, of Hanina Bini, of Hanina Bendos, of Hanina Bini, and my son Hanina, the entire world is supported through his zechuyos, through his zechusim. However, he himself, dayo bekav charuvim may erev Shabbos, the erev Shabbos. He had one kav of carob of Buxar from erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos. He really was very simple. He needed almost nothing. So the entire world was supported through him. The Menyo Yoda explains that sometimes there are things which get in the way of our shefa, of our uh, bracha, which comes from Kaddish Baruch. In other words, even if technically we are deserving of being supported, sometimes some of our actions kind of serve as blockages. So when a Kaddish Baruch Hu brings our parnasa, our sustenance through a Tamar Chacham, through a Tzadik, a Kanina Bendosa, it opens up a very wide path for it to go through there. So all of the parnasa, the entire world, was supported through him, kind of went straight through him. So there should not be anything filtering out any of the parnas, any of the sustenance, but he himself only took a tiny sliver of it. Had he taken more, the world would have gotten less. So it's a tremendous chesed that he did for Klai Yisrael, for everybody, that he only took a tiny little bit, so he left so much more for the rest of the world to be supported from. Gemara says, Every hour of Shabbos, she would turn on her oven, and she would make believe she was baking bread. In other words, she would put something in the, in the oven to make it smoke, to make the smoke come out, to give the impression as if she was baking challah. Because she was so poor. She literally didn't have any bread. She had no flour. She was not able to make the challah, and therefore she had nothing to put in the oven, but she was embarrassed. She didn't want everybody else to be baking challah, and she's not baking challah, and therefore she would put something in the oven just to make it smoky. That happens to be the Magen Avram, in the, in the beginning of, of Hilcha Shabbos, quotes this Gemara as one of the sources that there's a mitzvah to bake challah on Erev Shabbos. There's a number of different reasons why the Ramah says, Nagin lalosh, that there's a minik to knead bread. But one of them is, specifically, that for Erev Shabbos, it's an appropriate thing for someone to bake bread, and not to buy it from the baker. So, the, the, we clearly see that that was the minig over here. So she was embarrassed, she was the only one who didn't have enough money to bake her own bread, so therefore she would put something in the oven to make it smoke, to give the impression as if she's baking bread. Now, Hagelahach, Shavivta, she had this neighbor, Bishta, who had a very bad personality. In other words, everyone's got somebody, right? She had this neighbor here who was, uh, just was not, was, was not a good person. In Amra, she said, I know these people have no money. They have absolutely nothing. 
What's all this smoke coming from the oven? I, I know for sure there's no bread there. They're so poor, it's impossible she's baking bread. So, Azla, she felt it was important, it was her business, to go check this out. Azla, betarfa abava, akispa, ba'ayla l'indura, is'avid l'anisa t'chazid l'tanura mali lachma, ba'agna mali lisha. So she went in, she knocked on the door, she walked all the way to the house, she went to go check out the oven, and she realized, she noticed in the oven there was tons of bread. In other words, she had never put any bread into the oven, and she, there was nothing there besides some substance that she added to make it smoke. And when her neighbor came barging into the house to check what was going on, all of a sudden she sees, there's a whole bowl filled with dough, and there's a whole oven filled with bread. So Amrullah, she says to her neighbor, that, in other words, the neighbor who came into the house to go check what's going on. She said, Palnisa, Palnisa. In other words, Mrs. Hanina Bendosa. I see Masa de Kacharach Lachma. Quickly get a, a, a Masa, which was, again, the way they baked bread was they used to slap the bread against the wall of the oven, kind of like a pita or a lapa. So she told her to get whatever this tool is called. The Gemara generally calls it a mirdas. But the, whatever tool it was that they used to get this bread off of the wall, quickly get it because it's going to get burned. So Amr Allah, Mrs. Hanina Mendoza, I don't know what her name was, but whatever her name was, she said back to this lady, An Afana Lahachi Aili. She just quickly blurted out, Yeah, of course, that's where, that's where I went. While you came in to check, I quickly went, went to go get this. And Tana the Gemara says, Indeed, it wasn't just that she was saying that, She actually did go to get this tool to get the, the, the dough off the bread. She was accustomed to always seeing Nisim. In other words, Khalina Bendosa was somebody whose life was filled with Nisim, so she knew as soon as this person walked in that if she was concerned about her, about her dignity, she was concerned that she'd be embarrassed, and she was concerned that someone's going to walk in and then start telling everybody, look what she did, she put something in the oven to make it smoke because she's so poor, and she just wanted everyone to believe that she was baking bread. She knew Akadosh Baruch would come to her defense, and Akadosh Baruch would magically make that there's bread appearing in the oven, and therefore she was so confident in that, she went to go get this tool to get the bread off of the wall. Amra lei divisu. Chinina Mendoza's wife said to him, Ad emas nezov and star kulihai. Until how long, for how long are we going to have to put up with this poverty? Amra la. He said to her, My navid, what would you like me to do? His wife says, Chanina, what can we do? We're so poor, I just can't tolerate this anymore. For how long are we going to have to put up with this? So he says to her, what do you want me to do? So she said, please, bai rachmi did receive a Just ask him, Kadosh Baruch that he should give us something. And he did. He said to Kadosh Baruch please, my family is starving, my family is so hungry, please help us get us something to eat. And immediately, Yatsa kemin pisas yad, a hand showed up, the yahavulei chadkara de pesara de dava. This hand gave them a leg of gold. And Chazoy Bechama, they saw in a dream that, see the Lushan over here changes. Chazoy Bechama, he saw in a dream, Asidi Tzadikim Da'achli Apasari Dadava, that many Tzadikim are sitting there in the Olam Emes, and they are, they're eating on a table of gold, the Isli Tas Plaskari. It has three legs. As the Mepharshim explained, three legs represent Torah, Avoda, and Gemilas Chasid. The three things that's, that keep the world standing, that's what their table in Olam Haba is made out of. However, the Ihu, it's changed in the Masar Sashat, it says the At in the Gemara, but it's really the Ihu. In other words, she was telling him, the Ihu Ochelas Apsara the Trekare. In other words, the, he saw in a dream that his, his table was only, only had two legs on it. Now, the table with only two legs obviously can't stand. So he recognized that that leg that had come to them was taken straight from his table in Olam Haba. In other words, yes, his tefillah was the skabel. Yes, he did get a, a leg full of gold, a leg that was made out of gold, which obviously had a tremendous amount of value to it, and he could have supported himself for quite some time with that. However, he saw that it was taken away from his Olam Haba. So, Amr, so again, Amr, it says here, Amar Lay. But if you look in the Masoros Shashas at the top of the page, it switches it to Amar La. So he said to his wife, Nichalach, Demechal, Achli, sorry, Demechal, Akuli, Alma, Pesor, Demechalim, Banan, Pesor, Demechasr, do you want everybody else 
should, should be eating on a pesor de mishlam, on a complete table, and we should be eating on a table that's, that's missing. So Amr Alei, she said back to him, my navid, what should we do now? So Bay Rachamid Nishkalinu, so what did he do? Chanina Mendoza was Mispali, said Akash Barhu. Yes, it's true, I asked you to give me something special. Yes, it's true that I asked you to support me and give me something that would be of, of high value. And yes, you listened to me. However, now I recognize that it was not worth it for me. So therefore, please, Akash Barhu, take it away from me. Bay Rachmi was Shaklu, and indeed, he was Mispal and and it was taken away. The Gemara says, Tana. Gadol haya nesa achron minarisha. The second nase was bigger than the first one. Why? The gamiri we have learned the meiv yoyev mishkal leishakli. Now, Kadosh Baruch Hu is very giving. Kadosh Baruch Hu constantly gives us. But for Kadosh Baruch Hu to take returns, there's no return policy. You can't just show up with the receipt and just give it back. And the fact that Kadosh Baruch Hu went all the way, he gave him this golden leg of the table, and then he took it back from him. That was something which was a tremendous nace. We don't find that Shemayim takes things back up. So it was a tremendous nace that he was able to go ahead and return it and have it reserved for him for Olam Hava. The Gemara continues and says, another story about Rukhinim Medosa. Chad Bei Shimshi, there's one Arab Shabbos. So I just, I thought it was interesting to point out, um, there really is no deep or Hamaska for this, but if you look in the third wide line of Rashi, all the way at the end, it says, Kol hecha datani beishimshi, whenever we see in the Gemara, the words beishimshi, hainu Erev Shabbos, this is Erev Shabbos. And what does Rashi write? Lo shamati hatam. I'm not sure what the reason for this is. So, first of all, for me it's always encouraging when Rashi says lo shamati, because I just, not, I'm not the only one who doesn't know. Who doesn't know. Rashi knows, obviously, almost, I mean, he knows everything. But when Rashi feels it's important to write Lo Shamati, what's he teaching us? He's teaching us, don't be discouraged by not knowing something. Rashi says, I don't know the reason for this, but don't worry, let's move on. But what is interesting is that for those Gemaras, I don't know if you all have this in your Gemara, but the, the, the Gemaras that have Mosef Rashi, in other words, what they did was, what the editors of this Gemara did was, they did searches on Rashi's across all of Shas. And they pulled them together and they put them on the side of your page. So some Gemaras have something called Mosef Rashi. So I have it in my Gemara here. And they quote a Rashi in Meseches Ksubos, which gives us a reason why Kal Shimshi is Erev Shabbos. And Rashi writes the reason, because everyone's busy getting ready for Shabbos, but ultimately the bottom line is Rashi does write the reason. So why is it that Rashi says he doesn't know the reason? So first of all, I don't know. Okay. But perhaps there might be a reason... There are those who say that the Rashi on Masechah's Tainus is not Rashi. I don't know if that's come up at all with this Masechah. We generally refer to it as Rashi, but there is an opinion that Rashi over here is indeed the, the Rashi that we refer to as Rashi was not written by Rashi. It's another one of the Pirushim. And one of the reasons specifically is because of some of the things that are a little atypical in Rashi's normal lexicon that he uses when he writes on, on Chas. So I'm just throwing that out there. Either way, the Gemara says, Chad Beishimshi, one Arab Shabbos, Chazya Luprate, Chanina Bedosa saw his daughter Deviat Siva. She was very sad. So Amr Allah, he said to her, Biti, Lamayat Siva, why are you sad? Amr Allah, she said to him, Kli shall chomet nischalafli bekli shal shemen. I mistakenly, very famous story. I mistakenly mixed up a jug of chomets of vinegar with a jug of shemen. Vihidlakti mimenu arla Shabbos. And I lit from the vinegar for Shabbos. In other words, I lit my Shabbos candles from vinegar instead of oil. So Amar Allah, he said to his, his, he said to his daughter, Biti, what are you nervous about? Whoever HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that oil could light, the only reason why oil is able to fuel a fire is because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it should fuel a fire. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say that Chomets will indeed be able to fuel the fire. The Gemara continues, Tana, we learned, that candle burnt all day, until they lit from that candle, a fire like this, they can make Havdalah. Very interesting story over here. If you look at the words carefully, something does not make sense about this story. All right, look what she says to him. She says to him, I mistakenly mixed up a jug of 
oil with a jug of vinegar. V'hidlakti mimenu arla Shabbos. And I lit my Shabbos candles from the vinegar. Now, if she lit her Shabbos candles, then what happened already? It was already working. Right? V'hidlakti means I already lit it. It's in past tense. She already lit it. So what's her concern? What did she need Chanina Mendoza to tell her to encourage her? It was already working. The nace was already there. So at first when I read this, I thought it must have been that she mixed the two together. In other words, she had some oil and she poured in some vinegar and then you know, the vinegar stayed on the bottom. She was nervous. It's not going to stay until late in the evening when they need it for the, for the Shabbosudah. But then I saw in the Ben Yoyad, he actually raises a number of questions on this story. And what he says is that we have a total misunderstanding of what happened over here. Of course she recognized that it worked. That she kindled this flame and it was fueling the fire. And as we said earlier, that this family was Milumedes Benisim. They, their whole life was a life of miracles. So what happened here? She lit her Shabbos candles. And it worked. But she was upset. Why was she at Sivas? She was upset because she recognized that because of this mistake that she made, now she's relying on a nace. And as we learned previously, we don't want to rely on Nisim. Nisim are not good for us. In other words, Nisim come in only when there's no other choice. We have to rely on Nisim, a nace comes out. But if she had not mixed up the chometz with the, with the shemen, she had, if she had actually gotten the right substance, she wouldn't have needed a nace. Furthermore, it says in the Gemara that they lit a, a fire from this candle and lit their Avdallah candle. Why couldn't they just use this? So again, why? Because they didn't want to rely on a nace. That's what it seems. But the Benin Yada explains that when he said to her, Misha Amar, L'shemen v'yadlik, Whoever said that, that oil will work to, to kindle a fire, to fuel a fire, what he was saying, he was giving her a very important lesson. He said to her, this does not fall into the category of a nace. Do you know why? A nace is when you take sand and sand changes its teva and it turns into wheat. Here, Chinuna Bedosa said to his daughter, he said, if you, if you recognize the entire teva, everything that we have is a nace. There's no specific reason why oil should light other than the fact that Karsh Baruch said it should work. There's no reason why oil should be any more of a fuel for a fire than vinegar other than the Karsh Baruch saying that it, that, it, that it should light the fire. So he said to his daughter, if you believe a Karsh Baruch runs the world, a Karsh Baruch gives the, the ability for Shemen to fuel a fire, you could believe a Karsh Baruch could create such a teva with regard to, to chomas, to vinegar as well. So that's, that's the way that the Ben Yodah explains the story. He also explains the reason why it had to stay kindled all the way till after Shabbos. In other words, who needs this, this nace to go so far? Why, why can't it just stay lit the same amount of time that any other fire stays? stays? So he says that, speci- that specifically was an indication that a Kaddish Baruch was, was, was doing it. In other words, his words are, This is to show her from Shemayim. This will show that she does not lose any of her zechusim because of this. Why? If indeed it would cost her zechusim, why would a Kaddish Baruch Hu charge her zechusim for such a long time? Let her zechusim just fuel the fire as long as she needs it. Kaddish Baruch Hu took it all the way through the next day to show don't worry, this one's on me. This is a freebie. Because this is not considered in the category of a nace. This is the Teva that Karsh Baruch was showing her. That don't worry, because if it was a nace that took it from your Zechusim, I would not allow it to light any longer than it has to. So Karsh Baruch kept it on all day to show her. But don't worry, this one is on me. All right, let's go further. Rabbi Chanin Bedosa, how really had easy? Rabbi Bedosa had a number of goats. Amrulay come after them. The neighbors came to him and said, your goats are causing us damage. So Omar, if it's true that they're causing damage, let bears eat them up. Rashi for some reason says that the dubi over here was the avim. It was wolves. 
But ultimately, they should be eaten up. The Eli, if it's not true, each one, each one should bring a bear on its horns. What happened? They all came back holding a bear on their, on their horns. In other words, they had won a fight with a bear. Okay? He had this neighbor. In other words, we're talking about Nisan that happened. So Rechim Bedosa had this neighbor. The Kabanya Besa of Alamatakashui. She was building a house, and the beams weren't long enough. They didn't go from one side of the house to the next. So, what do you do when your beams are not the right size? You don't go to Home Depot and get new ones. Asilikame, she came in front of Rukhani Bendos, and she said, Amrale, she said to him, Banisi Besi, Vlakamatakashurai, trying to build a house, and the beams are not the right size. Apparently, there was no Home Depot. You couldn't just go to the store and switch them in for longer ones. So Amr Allah, he said to Mashamech, what's your name? Amr Allah, she said to me, my name is Iku. All right, Amr Iku, nam tu kishurecha. She said, the beams of Iku should actually be the right size. And the Gemara says, Tana, higia atshi yatsa ama. Amalakan, amalakan. They grew, they extended, and they were ama longer on each side. And some say that it wasn't that the, the actual beam grew, but extra pieces were added on because it was a beam that was made out of different pieces, so extra pieces were added on. So again, I was reading the Benin Yada, he, he says, why do you have to ask, ask her her name? So he points out, like we saw earlier in the Gemara from yesterday, they ask someone's name because you're misspelled for somebody to say their name. But he says, when the person is standing in front of you, you don't have to say their name. Moshe Rabbeinu was misspelled, he said, Kelna Rifan Allah. He didn't have to say his sister's name. Because she, she was right there. So on yesterday's daf, when we saw that someone came to complain that his wife wasn't looking, wasn't beautiful enough, so he asked, what's her name? He has to be a spell for her because she wasn't there. So here, she was standing right there, so why did she have to say the name? So Ben Yadda says, because he had to see if built into her name was the right mazel, that she should be somebody who deserves this bracha. In other words, you could see in someone's name, whether it's appropriate for them. Tanya, Plimo Omer, we learned, Plimo says, Aniri Isi I saw that house. And I actually saw that those beams were extended. This is the house that Rokhinina Bedosa indeed built. He built the roof with his tefillos. Gemara continues, Going back to the story of the Izim, that he had, that he, he had this whole challenge with his neighbors where they claimed that it, they were causing damage and he puts this challenge with the, whether they'll get attacked by the bears, whether these goats will, act, will indeed attack the bears on their own. So the Gemara asks a simple question. Chinin Medosa was poor. He had no money. Right? He couldn't even afford bread. So where does he have all these goats from? So the Gemara says an amazing story. Again, a famous story. V'ha'ani havi. He was very poor. V'od amr chachamim ein megad l'vei medak b'aretz Yisrael. You're not supposed to raise a small animal like a goat in Eretz Yisrael. So amr pinchas. Maisa, the story was as follows. V'yavar adam echad al pesach peso. A person passed by the house. Avar l'chini b'dos v'niach shom tanagolim. And he left his chickens over there. V'yam v'hayu mitzaranos. Sorry. His wife went outside and she found a number of chickens. The wife of Rukhini Medosa found those chickens. And told her, listen, they don't belong to you. You have a chiva of Ashava Saveda to return them to the, to the owner. So therefore, don't eat the eggs. Save them because the owner will come back and claim them. However, what happened? They multiplied. There were, t- there were so many eggs and so many other chickens that were born. So it came to a point they couldn't handle all these chickens all over the place. So what do they do? Um-machran. So the halacha is, if someone is a Shomer Aveda, they're allowed to do what they need to to preserve them or to take care of them. So he sold the actual chickens. And he bought goats, I guess they're easier to take care of, and he bought goats instead. The person who lost the chickens passed by. He said to his friend, I left my chickens over here. Shama, Reb Chanina, heard this. He said to him, When you want to return a lost object, you have to indeed ensure that the person is the correct and proper owner. So he said, do you have any simon, any indication that could help you prove that these 
Chickens were yours. Amr lo hain. Yes, I do. Nasan lo simen. He gave a simen. But not also easy. And he took all the goats. The hain hain. Easy. The aisu dubi bekarnayu. These were those exact goats that brought back these beers on their horns. Rabbi Lazar Pedas, the Chikla Misla. And so now we're going out to the stories about Rabbi Lazar Pedas. Rabbi Pedas was also very poor. And so the Gemara says, the Chikla Milsa, he was very, very poor. Sorry, the Chikla Milsa Tuva. He was very, very poor in Avad Milsa. He did something. What does it mean he did something? So Rashi tells us he went to let blood. Again, it was a very common medical procedure that was done in times of the Gemara. I believe, again, the, the assumption is that they assumed that there was some type of infection in the blood, and if they were to let their blood, if they let their blood out, so then it would give the body the opportunity to replenish the blood, and then whatever infection they have, they would get better. Clearly, that's not uh, modern medicine. But uh, that's something that they, that they would do. Now, the Gemara says, There was nothing for him to eat. On Shabbos, Rukhamon Kiva told us the daf, and we saw a, very, uh, a story about a very pious uman, a surgeon or a doctor, and one of the things that he would do in his practice was he would give everyone to eat because he understood not, that not everybody had food, and he made, wanted to make sure because it was a very important thing that after a person gives blood, have a cup of orange juice, have something to eat. So he would always give something to eat. But here, Rabbi Lazar Repedas had nothing, so he let his blood out. He had nothing to eat. Shakal borrowed the tuma v'shadi bepume. He took a piece of garlic and he put it in his mouth. And Chalash Libe Venan, he ultimately passed out. He went to sleep. They went, the Rabbanan came to visit him. In other words, he was out. He was sleeping, so they came to visit him. Sorry. He was crying in his sleep. And he was smiling. A beam of light or a spark of, of fire came out of his forehead. Kiyitar, when he eventually woke up, Amalei, my time kabachis v'chayches. Why is it that you were crying and you were smiling? Amar lehu that v'yasev ime kadosh baruch hu. Kadosh baruch hu is sitting with me. V'amri lei ad masai itstar b'hay alma. And I said to him, Rebbeinu Shlaim, for how long am I going to be pained in this world? V'amar lei alazar b'ni. He said to me, Alazar, my son, nich lecha da ach be alma mireshet. You want me to start the world all over again? Efshar demisyal de b'shayt de mizayni. Maybe you'll be, be born in better mazel. In other words, Kaddish Baruch said to him, listen, what can I do for you? You were born under bad mazel. And therefore, if you want, I could push the reset button. We could start all over again. Maybe you'll be born again under better mazel. There's a whole discussion about mazel Yisrael, but I'm not going to go into it because, again, I don't want to run out of time when I finish the parak today. But again, there's a discussion as to whether or not we attribute mazel to, to Jewish people. So Amri Likamei Kulei Hai Ve'efshar. You're going to go through all of this to turn the whole world over, to put me back through the whole reset process, and then only maybe, maybe I'll be born under better mazel. Can we have a little bit more of a guarantee? So Amri Lei said to him, Dechai Tfei O Dechayana. He asked the Kaddish Baruch Hu, let's figure this one. Let's start thinking about this for a minute. Have I lived the majority of my life already? Or do I still have the majority of my life in front of me? In other words, if I'm just at the beginning now, maybe it's worth starting over because I have a long time to go. I don't know if I can handle being so poor the rest of my life. But if I pass the halfway mark, so then if I did it up until now, I can make it till the end. So Amr the Chayas, you've lived most of your life. So Amr Kameim Kain If that's the case, let's not do this whole thing. I'll handle it. Amr Bahai Igra, the Amrit Lobiina, Yavalachala Alma. In the schar that you said that you don't want to start all over again, I'll give you into your world. Dasi tleiser narvasa demishkap the parsimon dechayin and kaparta vidiglas deangus behu. In other words, you say he's going to give him this um, persimmon oil, and you'll be able to benefit from him. So Amar, was it? You'll be able to have pleasure from this, I guess, persimmon type of oil. I don't know exactly what it is. So Amri Lekamei said, "That's it. That's all I get." So Amri "Can I take everything from everybody else and give it to you?" You know, take it from somebody who doesn't have. In other words, talking to our Kaddish Baruch, you can figure this one out. 
Mechayim ba'askulto apusoi. So at that point in time, Rashi says, that was the spark that went out of him. Gave him a flick. It sounded like a flick. You know, he flicked his finger and hit him on the forehead. And for Amarli, he said, Alazar, Bray, Giri, Giri, Bach. In other words, you're very, very sharp. He said to him, You're very, very sharp. You've got arrows coming out of you. So he flicked him on the forehead. That was the point in time when a spark was visible that came out of his head. We're going back to the sugya of declaring a fast day because of a lack of rain. The Gemara says, he, he declared a fast day and it did not rain. They said to him, How come it's not working for you? He was able to do it and it rained. What can I tell you? I'm somebody else. Maybe you should all get together and you should daven together, put your, put your heads together. And after the Tavrit Sibura, maybe if we get it the whole Sibura together, then it will rain. They were, they were, they, they were mispalo, but it didn't rain. He asked everybody, do we all have the scum of everybody? Does everybody agree that it should rain? <coughs> they said to him, hey, yes. They said, the heavens, he called up to the heavens and they say, Rakia, kasi panecha, cover your face. What does that mean? You should cover your face with clouds. However, the clouds did not come. How brazen are the, is the face of Rakia that's now listening to us. Indeed, at that point in time, it covered itself with clouds and it rained. Levi, Levi. Instituted, he declared a fast day, but indeed, Veloa Sumitra did not rain. Amr Lafana Ribanishlam, he said to Ribanishlam, Alisa, the Yoshaf to Bemarom, Veinatamarachim Abanach. It's hard to read these words, it's hard even to translate them, but ultimately he said, Akash Baruch, you're sitting there on your high throne, you're sitting there up there in Shemayim, you don't recognize what's going on over here with us, with Klai Yisrael, Veinatamarachim Abanach. You're not having Rachmanus on your children who are living down here on this world who need the rain. Asra Mitra, indeed. He spoke that way and it rained. However, the Gemara says, Ve'itla, and he became a cripple. You speak like, when, a, when a person speaks like that to Kodesh Baruch Hu, Amr Belazar, Belazar says, Le'olam al-yatiyach ad-adam dvarum klapi ma'ala, a person should not speak with such harsh words to the Rebbein Shalom Shrei, adam gadol yatiyach dvarum klapi ma'ala. Levi indeed spoke that way. Ve'itla became a cripple. Umanu, Levi, and it was Levi. In other words, yes, it's, it's important that we dispel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and yes, it's important we let HaKadosh Baruch Hu know what our feelings are, and talk to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but a person has to be careful, speaking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not to speak in a brazen way. The Gemara says, hold on a second, is that true, that speaking like that caused him to become crippled? We know there was a story when Levi did some type of acrobatic move. Rashi says, this kida was Noet's Shnei Godlov Baretz. He stuck his two thumbs into the ground. Vishochani bows down. Vinoshe Kisaritzba. And he kissed the floor. In other words, there was some type of move that he did. And he showed it to Rebbe. And because of that, in other words, this, because of this acrobatic move that he did, he became crippled. In other words, why are you telling me it's because of this thing that he said to Kodesh Baruch Hu? We know what happened. We were there. He was trying to perform some type of acrobatic move. And he got, he, he got hurt. So Gemara says, Hava Hagarmalei. This, 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 it was a combination of both. Because he spoke like that, that's why he became crippled when he did this movement. He heard the clouds talking to each other. And they were saying, Let's go dump some water down. Let's bring some water to Amanumayev. When you gave when you gave the Torah to all of Klal Yisrael, sorry, when you gave the Torah to the Yid, what did you do? Before you went around and asked all the nations of the world, do you want it? And they said no. Now you're giving the other nations rain and not Klal Yisrael. So shadu hacham, bring it here and shadu aduchtayu. And ultimately, yes, it did rain on Eretz Yisrael. Why does it say in the Pasuk, Why does it say that Tzadik will 
sprout like a tamar, like a date tree, and ke'erez, like a cedar, balvon and yiska will stand tall like a cedar tree. So Gemara says, imnemar tamar, in other words, why do you have to compare Kla Yisrael both to a tamar and to an erez? Gemara says, imnemar tamar, lomanema erez. Nemer eres lo nemer tamar. Why do you have to have both comparisons? The Gemara says ilu nemer tamar v'lo nemer eres. If it would only say tamar, date tree, palm tree, v'lo nemer eres, it would not say a cedar tree. Ha'yisi omer mat tamar in gizomachlev, just like a palm tree. If you cut it down in gizomachlev, it's not going to grow back. Afsad chas v'shalom in gizomachlev. A person might come to say that a tamar chacham does not come back with tekiyas amesim, as Rashi explains. So, so Lakach Nemer Erez, that's why it says Erez, because an Erez will grow back if you cut it. Now, you might ask me a couple of lot earlier, we learned that we compared the bracha of Bilam to, to the, to, um, when he, when, um, he ultimately blessed Christ, so it should be like an Erez, and we said that that's not even, that's not, that's not, that's not even similar to the claw that we had when the Klayisra should be like reeds, because reeds, you cut them down, it's Gizu Machlef, but Eris is not Gizu Machlef. In other words, we saw just a couple of pages earlier that Eris does not go back. Tomorrow's going to address that in just a minute. So, Ilu Nemar Eris, if we just say a cedar tree, Lo Nemar Tamar would not say a palm tree. He's Yomar would say, Ma Eris Enosaperos, Avsad Chasashalam Enosaperos. A person might say, just like an Eris, a cedar tree does not have fruits, and it's Sadiq. Also, maybe does not get any schar in olam haba. So then, lekachnemer tamar. That's why he compares tzaddik to a tamar to a palm tree because that does give out fruit. So benemer eres, and it also says eres. The eres gizom machlef. The Gemara asked the question we asked before: Is it true that an eres it does grow back if you cut it down? But Tanya, have we not learned in the bright so alokach ilam mechaver a person buys a, tre- a tree from his friend lakutz migabayu. He has to make sure that when he cuts it down, he buys a tree, he has to cut it, a, a tefach off the ground. It's like this, it will, it will grow back. Person's cut, is buying a besulah sashikma, shlosha tefachim, it needs to be three tefachim. All these are to ensure that it will grow back. From a, where the wood knots and higher. The column when it comes to the column and arazim cedar trees for lamata you have to go all the way down to the to the roots because it does not grow back. Sigmar says Sigmar says ultimately there are different types of arazim. Some grow back, some don't grow back. When the pasuk is referring to arazim, it's referring to the arazim that do grow back. The Rabbi Baruchuna, like we learned from Rabbi Baruchuna, Dom Rabbi Baruchuna, Asar Mini Arazim here, there are ten different types of Arazim, Shanamar, Etain, Midbar, Eres, Shita, Bahadas. More continues. Tanar Banan, Maisa, Berbelezer, Shagazar, Shlosh, Esritaniyos, Alatsi, Berbeliyodu, Gishamim. He instituted 13 fasts because it wasn't raining. However, it didn't work, but the Yodu Gishamim still didn't rain. Bachrona, Heskilut, Sibrelezer, after the last fast, everyone started just to, to, to leave. Amr Lemmy said, Tempti, Katavik, Kavarm, Latsvachem. You're all leaving, you're all going home. You prepare graves for yourself. In other words, there's no food because it's not raining. Where are you going? So go, Kalam, everyone started crying. In other words, he said something which really pierced their hearts. He really got them to think that we're in a dire situation. What did they do? They started crying. The yard of Geshamim, and it started to rain. So here we see the concept that Shari, Demaos, Loninalu, even when Tfilos are not in Eskabal, Tears are in a scabble. Shuv Maestro Rebelezer, there's another story with Rebelezer. Yarlof Neateva, he went to be Mispalo before the Amud. And the Amar Esrum, the Arab Brachos Lonen. He said 24 Brachos, he was not answered. Yarab, Rabbi Akiva, after Rabbi Akiva went down after him. The Amar, Avinu Akeno, in Lanu Melechelata. That's all he said. He said, Avinu Akeno, in Lanu Melechelata. Avinu Akeno, Laman Charachim Aleinu. Please, have Rachmanus, because of your, for your sake, have Rachmanus on us. The yard of Gishamim, and it started to rain. Having Miranani Rabbanon, Rabbanon were, were, were dancing. Yotz Baskol, Baskol came out. The Amra, and it said, not because one of these is bigger than other words. In other words, we see very clearly that Rabbi Lazar, he tried, he was about 24 brachas, and it still didn't work. And, and then we have the story with Rabbi Akiva, that he just said two short tefillas and he was answered. So Apasco came out and said, it's not that Rabbi Akiva is any bigger than him. Elish is a Mavral Midosav, is there any Mavral Midosav? Rabbi Akiva is Mavral Midosav. Again, we don't have time to talk about what this means, but there was a certain Maila. It didn't necessarily make him better, but there was a certain Maila in the way that he decided to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu that made it easier for his tefillas with regard to this particular story to be in a to be accepted.
At what point in time do they stop fasting? Mar says, Kamali Barakha Like the size of the plow. Those are the words of Rameir. It depends. If it's dry, so then it has to penetrate the ground. The Bainan is if it's like kind of not very damp, but it's not totally bone dry. If it's already worked ground, it's completely plowed, so it's very soft, those Tvachim has to go further. Three Tvachim. Tanya, we learned to advise from Shimon Melazar Omer, We don't have, in other words, the way it works is, when one tefach of rain comes down, the tehom, the water from underneath the earth, comes up three tefach. In other words, it works in both directions. When it rains, the, it, the triple the amount of rain that comes from Shemayim comes from the tehom from underneath. But Tanya Tefachim, have we not learned that it comes up two tefachim, not three tefachim, so Gmar says, Lokasha, there's no kasha, kam ba'avuda, kam b'she'en ma'avuda, it depends how soft the ground is, to let you know how far it's going to go. I'm Rabbi Lazar, Shemenask in the Semayim, Bechag, when they do the Nisra Chamayim, they pour the water on the Mizbech, on Sukkot, Tehom Omer Lechavero, the Tehom, the depth, says to its friend, Eva Meimecha, sprout forward your water, Kol Shnei Reim Ani Shomea, I hear the voice of two friends, Shnei Tehom Al Tehom Korei, the Tehom, the depth, calls to the depth, the Kol Sinarecha, they, they, they call to each other by the sound of your pipes. I saw high Ridya. This is the Malach that is, the Rashi says, it's the Malach Hamamun al Gashaman. That was his name. He saw this Malach whose job was to oversee the rain. And Dami looked like a calf. It opened up its, its lips. It was standing between the upper waters. Or, or the, the upper to home and the lower to home, and to the higher one, for pour, pour out your water, to the depth, sprout out your water, you have to finish the parak. They were fasting, and it started to rain. So the Gemara discussed, the Mishnah discussed when they could stop the fast. So the Gemara says, if they didn't start fasting yet, in other words, before Hanitzachama, then they can just cancel the fast. The Gemara brings three different opinions. Turn about they were, they were fasting and rain started coming down. If it's before Hanitzachama, then they don't have to finish the fast because the fast didn't start yet. If they're really past the threshold of Hanitzachama, they have to finish it. Before Hanitzachama, they, we have more time today, right? Yes. <laughs> it's not Hanukkah anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> Did I start the daft too early? No. <laughs> Should we start over again? <laughs> I'm busy rushing through this. I'm like, I'm on the Hanukkah schedule. I'm just thinking here now. It's 6.30. We can't start chapters yet. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's slow down. So Tana Rabbanan. The Rabbanan learns. We have this discussion here about at what point in time the fast is chalabim. We can explain this a little bit better. At what point in time do we say that the fast has, has started and then once you start, you can't stop anymore? That was a discussion in the Mishnah. So... The one, one opinion was Neitzachama, the other one was Chatzos. So let's start again from the two deaths. Tanur Abaran, Hayimisanin, they were fasting, Biyardulahem Geshamim, and rain started falling, Kodim Hanatzachama, if it started raining before, the, before sunrise, Lo Yashlimu, they don't have to finish the fast. Laachar Hanitzachama, after Hanitzachama, Yashlimu, then they indeed have to finish the fast. Those are the words of Rebbe Meir. Behuda Omer, Behuda says, Kodim Chatzos, if they started the fast before Chatzos, Lo yashlimu. Then they don't have to fast. They don't have to finish the fast. Which is half of the day, midday, then yashlimu, then indeed they have to finish the fast. Biosi says, Kodum test shows, he throws in another opinion over here, which was, before nine hours into the day, Lo yashlimu. They don't have to start. Lachar test shows, after nine hours, yashlimu, then they have to finish the fast. Why? You find by Achav Melach Yisrael, Shehis Ana, Mitesha Shos, and the Mal, he started just fast, 
at nine hours into the day and on. In other words, the point is we're trying to figure out at what point in the day when a person is fasting, is it considered that they've done something out of the ordinary, which indicates that the fast has started. So Hanitzachamah clearly is when the day starts. Most people don't eat breakfast at Neitzachamah. Even when Neitzachamah, when Hanitzachamah is, is quite early, like 7.30, people usually eat breakfast a little bit later than that. But the first opinion is, but that's when the day starts. The second opinion is Chatzos, because a real full meal doesn't happen until midday. When we bring in the opinion of nine hours, because kings, as Rashi tells us, if you see in Rashi, Shekin Matzinu, in the middle of Rashi, Rashi says, Sha'ad Gimel Shos Shisha Shos Kings have an opportunity to sleep late. We don't know what that means over here, to sleep late. But kings, they have plenty of time, and they have plenty of people doing things for them, so therefore they can sleep late, so they don't even have their meal until nine hours into the day because they have to get up, they have to take a shower, they have to read the newspaper, they have to watch the news. So they don't actually eat their meal until later into the day. So the point at which when a person fasts past then, it's considered as if the fast day has started, that is nine hours into the day. So we have three different opinions as to when, if it starts raining, we can say the fast has not yet started, and therefore you're part of from fasting. And we, bring, we prove this, that Achav... Fasted Shenemar Harisa Kinichna Achav. Do you see that Achav ultimately became humble? Rabbi Yehuda Nesia Gazer Tanisa. He Rabbi Yehuda Nesia. He instituted a fast. He declared a fast day. Yardelam Geshamal Achav Hanitzachama. And it started raining after Hanitzachama. And Savar LaAshlu Minu. He thought that indeed they should finish the fast. Amarle Rabbi Ami Kolim Chatzos Viachar Chatzos Sheninu. Why are you telling us we have to fast? It's raining before Chatzos. So, if it's raining before Chatzos, and we're not fasting past Chatzos, so then we really have not indicated that we're fasting yet. Shmuel HaKotan, and therefore, clearly we see that they paskin, that the point in time is going to be Chatzos. Shmuel HaKotan, Gazer Tanisav Yardul Hem Gisham. Shmuel HaKotan instituted a fast day, the Yardul Hem Gisham, and it started raining, Kodem Hanit Sechama, before Hanit Sechama. Kesvurin, Ha'am, Lomer, Shvach HaShotzibarot. The, the, the nation started thinking, this must be a real indication that we're special people. In other words, we institute a fast day, we're ready to fast, they get out there, they're ready to go daven, say slichos, and on their way to shul, it starts raining. So they, said, oh, they said, it must be, we're very special. Don't get so excited about yourself. Let me give you a parable, a metaphor for this. What's this similar to? A servant asks, his master to give him something. Omer lahem. And he says to them, Tenulo. Ve'eshmakolo. Sorry. Tenulo ve'al eshmakolo. The king says to his servants, do me a favor. I don't want this guy pestering me. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. And that's what he said. It's not a good sign that we didn't even get to fast yet. Akash Baruch Hu gave us rain. Had Akash Baruch Hu wanted our tefillos, he would have at least listened to us and given us time to, give, to get our tefillahs in. It's not a good thing that we didn't get a chance to fast and to be misfile. Shuv Amar Shmuel Katan Gazer Tanisa. Sorry. Shuv Shmuel Katan Gazer Tanisa. Another time, there was a lack of rain. And Shmuel Katan declared a fast day. The Yardulem Gesham Laachash Giesachama. It took the entire day, all the way till after sunset, for rain to come. Kisfur Ma'am Lomar. After they heard the previous thing that Shmuel Katan said, they said, Ah, oh, we must have made it. Took us the whole day. Kadosh Baruch Hu wanted our tefillos all day, so therefore it must because Vurim Ha'am Lomar Shavachal Shatzibar Hu. This is indeed an indication of praise to the Tzibar. Amalehem Shmuel. Shmuel said, No, no, no. Lo Shach Shatzibar Hu. That's not indication of praise. Ella Amshlocha Mashal. I'm going to give you a Mashal. Give you a metaphor. Lamal Dover Domwatz is similar to Levet Shemavakish Prasmi Rabo. A servant asks for a gift from his master. V'Amar Lahem and he says to them, Hamtinuli Achi Smakik Vietstar. He says, Let me let me hear him. Let me see how much pain he's in. In other words, Kosh Baruch Hu let us go all the way through the day to hear how much pain we are in, how many tefillas we're, we're, we're bestowing before him. In other words, all this, we have to go through so much pain. It's, again, it's similar to a master who makes his servant cry out and cry out and cry out until he finally gives it. And afterwards give it to him. So Gemara says, Which one is it? So which, which one is it? If you get answered right away, it's no good. You get answered late, it's no good. 
So the Gemara says, What indeed would be an indication that it's a shvach of the tzibor? Gemara says, Amar mashiv aruach v'nashiv zika, Amar maradageshin v'asimitra. Person's mispalel and the tefillah is mispalel. In other words, not before your mispalel and not after hours and hours and hours and hours of supplications. After a person's mispalel, Kadosh Baruch hears the tefillah and answers. That would be a shvach of the tzibor. So had they come to, had they come to shul, had they started their fast, and had they started davening, and after they davened, their, their tefillahs would have, been, would have been answered, that would have been an indication that HaKadosh Baruch Hu indeed is showing the Shvach of Klai Yisrael. Gemara says, Just going back to the Mishnah, so what happened over here was they, they instituted a fast day in Lod, and it started raining, and they told everybody to go home and to go, come back to say hello. So Gemara says, Why do you send everybody home and then tell them to come back for hello? Amar Abayi Rav Amit Tarvayu Abayi and Rav said the reason is Vishein Omer Halal Ella Anefesh Seveya Vakeres Malaya. You can't say Halal when you're starving. In other words, it's not it's not the appropriate time to say Halal on Matzah Tisha B'av. That's just not the right time to say Halal. You have to be comfortable. You have to be satiated. You have to feel good about yourself. That's when you say Halal. Now Rashi says over here We talk Shekasev Bo Nosen Lechem Chal Basar because within Halal it says. So therefore you can't be hungry. Now, as you're thinking, we just said howl of the whole week, and you're wondering, which part of howl did I miss that says no sin lech basar? So clearly this is part of a howl hagadol, which included all those hodul Hashem kitov kilom chastos, which at the end says no sin lech basar kilom chasto, so that was included in their howl. Amy, Mark says this is not true. For a papa ikl Rapapa came to the Beknishta de Abi Gover, of Abi Gover, which is, uh, the Rashi says Abi Gover is Shem Adumamakam. It's, it's a place. It's a, it's, it's a noun. In other words, it's either a person or it's a place. He came to the base Medrash, the Gazar Tanis, and he instituted, he declared a fast day, the Yardulam Geshamim, and started raining in the middle of the fast day. Ad Chatzos, before Chatzos, for Amar Halal, and they said Halal right then. In that case, they did not eat until after they said halal. People of that town are different. Why? Because they like to drink a lot. So he was nervous that if he sent them home to drink first, to eat and drink first, they'd come back drunk. And what kind of halal is it to say when you're drunk? And therefore, he told them, you guys are the exception. You say halal first, then you go home and eat. Hadron Allah, Sejatanis Elo. We have Baruch Shem finished this parak. I must say it has been a tremendous zechus, a tremendous pleasure to spend the last nine or ten days learning together with you. We finished the whole parak, and um, really, it's been a tremendous zechus to spend my mornings with you. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a tremendous zechus. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Mitzvah Shem tomorrow, Rabbi Estel will be back. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful chodesh.